Praise the Lord, everyone. We thank the Lord for all of you that are tuning in again for our call. We bless the Lord for all that he has done and all that he's going to do. We're going to continue in our lesson that we started last week. We started a study coming straight from uh, John McArthur's uh, How to Know Your Bible is what we uh, started a study on last week. Uh, how to learn and apply the word of God to our lives. And we talked about last week, we focused on the word of God. That's what we focused on. Um, and what it does for our life to have that word of God and to be able to apply it. The, the powerfulness of his word is what we discussed last week. Also, uh, before we get started into that, um, those of you that didn't get to call in on Wednesday night, Elder Morrison did a, uh awesome teaching on the the fourth lesson that he's doing for the uh, seven last sayings of Christ. We, he's on the fourth lesson, and it was about the impact of sin. I want to encourage those that have not listened to that message. It is uh, available on podcasts and Spotify, and I can shoot that information directly to your phone in a very powerful message. I encourage you to listen to that. So uh, we're going to go on into the word of the Lord. We're going to start off in prayer. Our scripture reading will be coming from Nehemiah chapter 8. Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 1 through 8. Nehemiah 8. One through eight. Now let's let us pray. Father God, we bless you. We thank you. We appreciate you. We adore you. We thank you for your sovereignty in our lives. We thank you, Lord God, for the sacrifice that you made, sending your only son. To set us free from sin. We thank you and we appreciate you so much, oh God, for loving us when we didn't even love ourselves. We thank you. We appreciate you, God, for the spirit that indwells on the inside of mankind, making it possible to live this life. We welcome you into our service. We welcome you into our Bible study lesson today. We invite the teacher to come and bring about understanding and clarity of your word. Bring about wisdom of knowledge of your word with pure understanding. We invite the spirit teacher in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to be reading in Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 1 through 8. Again, we're going to uh, go into this lesson. And we're going to, we talked about last week about how to learn and to apply the word of God to our life. We talked about that. And, uh, Talking about the how of learning 
and to applying the word of scripture to our life. We believe and understand that every believer should know the word of God. And we want to teach uh, the lessons coming from the um, fundamentals of John MacArthur's study. Uh, this lesson covers five ways to make the Bible our own. These five ways are hearing, reading, studying, memorizing, and meditating on the Word of God. So we'll be reading from Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 1 through 8, and it reads as follows. And I'm reading from the King James Version this morning. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women. And all that could hear with understanding. Upon the first day of the seventh month, and he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday. Before the men and the women and those that could understand and the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose, and beside him stood Metathiah, Shema, Anathiah, Aniriah, Hilkiah, and Messiah, and his right hand, and on his left hand, Pediah, and Messiah and Melchiah, and Hashem, and Hashbadiah, Zechariah, and Meshalem. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up, and Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen. Amen. But lifting up their hands, they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Also Joshua, Benaiah, and Shabiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbatiah, Hedajah, Hadiah, Messiah, Kalida. Azariah, Gazabed, Hanan, Peliah, and the Levites caused the people to understand the law. And the people stood in their place. So they read in the book of the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. Amen. We thank the Lord. For the reading of his word, a bit of a tongue twister, <laughs> but God is good. 
So we're going to be talking about um, today, really focusing focusing on the first, which is to hear, to hear the word. Uh, this lesson that we talked about uh, covering, we're going to cover five ways to make the Bible our own. We talked about the hearing, the reading, the studying, memorizing, and meditating. I want you to think about those five ways. And if you could compare, uh, and this is coming straight, like I said, from John uh, <clears throat> MacArthur's study, uh, five ways of comparing those on your finger. Uh, think about if you can just look at your look at your hand, look at your hand, your five fingers, and compare these methods of learning scripture to the fingers on your hand. And if you if you think about how you hold your Bible with your five fingers, the the grip that you have, then think about holding that Bible with only two fingers. See how loose. And it would be in the the uh, possibility of dropping that Bible to the ground because you don't have a strong grip on it. If you can uh, co- compare these five methods of learning and applying the Word of God uh, by these five ways to your fingers, which when you hear, read, study, memorize, and meditate the Word of God, if you hold these five methods close to you, you and me will have the truth at its finest, a firm grip on the Word of God. The same way we need our thumb in combination with any fingers uh, uh, that are part of our hands, it's the same way we need these meditations. It's, it's just as important as hearing the Word. Uh, memorizing the word is just as important as studying his word. So we're going to focus on the hearing of the word of God, the hearing of the word of God. In Romans chapter 10, uh says clearly, verse 17, Romans 10 and 17, says soul faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we know that we can build our faith by simply hearing his word. We can build our faith by hearing the word of God, being able to hear his word. What does that word mean, to hear? The Webster's Dictionary uh, explains it and defines it this way, to hear. Is to perceive or become aware of by the ear, to gain knowledge of hearing, to listen to with attention, a readiness for attention, focusing your consciousness on hearing the word. We uh, we 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 also know that the word of God. Uh, looks at hearing the same as even to obey the word, to obey his word. So in order for your faith to grow and for my faith to grow, uh, we have to be able to hear, be able and willing to hear his word, to listen to with attention, to gain knowledge of 
by hearing his word. The word of the Lord lets us know in Luke chapter 11, verse 28, that Jesus said that you are blessed. Those that hear the word of God and observe it, they are blessed. So we know this morning that we just can't hear the word and be done with it. But we also have to what? Apply his word. So a part of hearing also means to obey his word, to be able to obey the word of God. So we're going to go straight into breaking down the word and the importance of that and breaking down the word of God, what we read today. Uh, verse number one of Nehemiah chapter eight. Says, and all the people, I want you to pay attention to the words. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man. Now, send me out when I say one man. It wasn't talking about just one individual. He said, all the people gathered together, those that made a, a decision. Look. The word is available here. It's available. Just like it's available to us today. There's so many ways that the word of God is available to you and me. Easy. We, 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 we can get this word uh, uh, through reading our Bibles. We can, we can get the word of God on, the, uh, on our phones. Uh, we can we can hear it from different sources, but we, we we have to be careful with the different sources and the, sometimes the different translations. But that's why we need the Spirit of God to be led by the Spirit, so that we won't be going being tossed here and there to and fro. Um, but the main thing that I want you to see, one of the main things in verse one, it said that all the people that made a decision, they made a choice. To gather together. You got to make a choice. And we're talking about hearing the word. You got to make how you gotta make it your responsibility. Don't depend on nobody else to get you to hear that word. Now, when it comes to our children or those that we may have under us or or, uh our grandchildren, we may play a strong role in uh helping them to understand that they need to hear his word. We we may be blessed with an opportunity that we mentor children or uh, that uh even say say foster care foster parenting or uh, you have a child that you have taken under your wing. It is your responsibility that they understand the hearing of his word, the importance of that that you help them to get to that point, okay? Because everybody needs somebody, and somebody has helped you and me to get where we are in God. It was somebody that helped us get us where we are today. But the scripture says, and all the people gathered themselves together as one. They were united. On one accord. They, this is, this is, they, they, they came with a purpose. They came into the street, okay? Some people may think 
may have fallen in the past, but this season of COVID-19 has brought this realization to the front. The four walls of building is not the church. It's just the four walls or a place uh, that you can assemble yourself. We the people are the church. So here in Nehemiah, where they didn't go into an actual temple, the word of God says that they came into the street that was before the water gate, and they spake unto Ezra, the scribe, to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. And let's read on down to two. It says, and Ezra, the priest, brought the law before the congregation. Who's the congregation? The people, both men of women and uh both men, both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month, those that could hear. These are the people that came, those that could hear. Not only could they hear, but they could hear with understanding. Upon the first day of the seventh month. So we have here a time of solemn assembly. Uh, we have here the people that gathered together doing good work. Uh, a work that was done to honor God and to edify the church on the, what, what, what it say? What they say the first day of the seventh month. This Day we know as a as a celebration, feast of the Lord. I know you may think it's a Jewish feast, but now the scriptures is clear. It said that these are the feasts of the Lord, and ye shall keep them in these seasons. So this is the season of the feast of trumpets uh, on the on the Sabbath day. A holy congregation, you can find that. Let's read it right quick. Let's read it right quick. We can turn to Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 23. Verse 24. Leviticus 23 verse 24 Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, shall ye have a Sabbath, a memorial of the blowing of the trumpets and holy convocation. Listen to that. Isn't that nice? You can also find that in number chapter 29 and 1. But if, 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 if you listen to the Bible study on Wednesday, uh, elders spoke about uh, the blowing of the shofar. This is the time when when they would blow the shofar, the sound. But let's move forward because we don't want to focus on that. But this is this is the time. This is the time. Verse three, and he read therein before the street that was before the water gate. Listen to this. I want you to pay attention to this. Before the water gate, from the morning until midday. Listen, people say 
Don't preach no longer than 10, 15 minutes. Don't teach no longer than 10, 15 minutes because people's attention span can't hold too long. Well, you have a responsibility problem. Is that all that is? We have a priority problem. If we cannot contain ourselves to sit, to read, to hear, to study the word of God, can't give time over, but we give time to everything and anything else. Our priorities are mixed up. So this isn't longer than any 10 or 15 minutes. Watch it. Watch it. The enemy will, will try to distract you in, in many ways, and we'll get on that here, here shortly. But listen to what it says. From the morning until the midday, before the men and the women and those that could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive of, unto unto what? Unto the book of the law. The ears was all attentive. And we we know in the time of the feast of trumpets, this holy convocation, this is the time that they will offer up burnt offerings after their return from captivity. So after we have been delivered and we have received salvation, this is the reason and this is why we come into the assembly, to assemble ourselves together. We come um, to present a burnt offering to God. We've come to present our bodies to God, a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God. How can we be able to present these bodies over to God? A living sacrifice. We can do it through his word. Right? Um, the more we hear his word, the more our faith will do what? The more our faith will grow. And we see Ezra, the priest, he was the master of this assembly. Uh, God gave Ezra, Ezra uh, he gave him the ability and the authority to deliver and to read the, the book of the law, the word of God. He gave them the ability and the authority, but then the people gave him the opportunity and the invitation. You and me, uh, those that come and to assembly ourselves together, whether you're in a building or, 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 or whether you just assemble yourself together uh, in the street, like like it says here in, in Nehemiah, uh, you you have to give the speaker or the reader or one that is delivering the word or delivering the message, you have to give these people the opportunity to do so by inviting them into your church building into your heart. You have to give them the opportunity. How is that? You give them the opportunity by hearing them, by coming ready and attentive. I'm ready to hear. You don't come ready looking at your watch talking about 10 to 15 minutes. You can't do that. I wish this preacher would hurry up. Well, you should have stayed home. I'm just being honest. We, 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 we have to put things in the right perspective. We have to give time to the word of God. We, we have to give time. Some of us have to work, but, but, but that's okay. You go to work, 
But then there's available ways that you can receive the word. Tap into those ways. Get it then. Get it when you can get it uh, uh, for yourself. Get it for yourself. Get it for yourself. They were attentive. Uh, we we have a prime example of uh, this also in Luke chapter 4. And you don't have to turn there, but I'm reading real quick. Luke 4 verse 17 uh, shows you another example of the delivering and the people's uh, response right there. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet of Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was, where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach uh, the gospel. See, given the ability and the authority, listen to this, to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And watch this. It says, and the eyes of all of them were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, this day, uh, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Listen, the people of God's eyes were fastened on him. Uh, just like the word of the Lord lets us know that he, uh, Ezra taught the book of the law and read it to the people uh, for the hours that he read it, that we, we, we said from morning until midday, and they were attentive. Their eyes uh, were upon him and they were ready to learn. Are you ready to hear the word of God? Are you ready to receive his word? Do you want to grow in him? Do you want your faith to grow? Are you tired of the same uh, uh, miserable lifestyle? Have a purpose in life and God has given you and me the ability and the authority to walk in it, but some of us we have we 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 have been given a gift, but we haven't cultivated that gift in order to walk into it, and to order to operate in it. In order for us to operate in that, we have to first be taught the Word of God, and and we 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 can grow our faith by the hearing of the Word. Verse four of Ezra uh, Nehemiah of Nehemiah eight says. It talks about all the names uh, that that we read at the tongue twist. I call these the tongue twisting names, huh? And and we see this word here. These people here uh, were several assistants. They were they were the assistants of Ezra, Zechariah, and Hashbadiah. You know these these men were his assistants. They, he had six on the right hand, and he had seven on the left hand as Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people. So the word of the Lord lets us know that he had help teaching. Um, uh, the, he could use these people to teach the word. But these men and these uh, that were there, they were also learning. 
and they were also understanding. You know, some of them may be, uh, like we have today, uh, how the scripture says, to wait on your ministry. Some of us have been called to, to minister, to teach his word, but we have to be taught how to teach and the understanding of his word. We just got to give the time. We got to be able to hear it. The scripture says, when, uh, verse, verse five says, and Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people, basically saying how he was pretty much, you can see that maybe he was on a, 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 a place, maybe lifted higher than the people so that the people could see him, you know, or even in the position as the priest. You can look at that in that way too. He was, uh, considered so much is given, much is required of you and me. Those of us that really know the word of God, even like the scripture talks about the teachers of his word. Oh boy, we're going to be judged with the harsher judgment. Why? Because we, we, we need to give time and study. And not only that, the more we know, to know of the word is more that we have to do. Uh, he that knows the word, uh, we we have to do it. You know, we have to do it. We have to do his word. Like it. When he stood, when he opened it, all the people stood up. Look at the reverence for the word. When he opened and read the book of the law, the people reverenced God. They they reverenced, reverenced his word. They honored his word. They came ready. They came united. They came attentive. They came with already understanding, but they wanted more. Do you want more? Lord, uh, the, the word of God says in verse 15, Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, amen, amen, lifting up their hands, worshiping the Lord, putting their faces to the ground. This is what the word will really do to you and me. The word of God will humble our stinking, dirty, nasty flesh. It will humble us. Pride will have no room if we if we would really allow ourselves to submit to his word. Verse 7 talks about, still talks about the, his assistance. Calls the people to understand the law and the people stood in their place. Listen to that. They stood in their place. We all have a place. Listen, verse 8. So they read in the book, in the law of God distinctly, and gave this sense and caused them to understand the reading. It's talking about the hearing of the word of God. We are blessed when we are able to hear his word. But we're living in a day and time to where we we sometimes like we can't hear the preacher, the teacher, the word of God. We we have we find difficult times of of hearing. And why is it that we find such a difficult time to hear the word? Why is listening so difficult. Why is that? 
some things may distract us when it comes to hearing things like noise. Noise is one of the biggest factors to interfere with the listening. And we want to, we just want to touch on four different types of noise. And I'm not going to hold you too much longer. Four different types of noise that may distract us. And we see noise as an interference. It can be defined as anything that interferes with our ability to attend to and to understand the message that's what's been coming across. Many kinds of noise uh, when it comes to listening to the word or to a public speaker. You have those four different types of noise, which is physical noise, psychological noise, physiological noise, and semantic noise. So physical noise uh, consists of various sounds in an environment that will interfere with our sources of ability to hear. Various sounds in our environment that will interfere with our hearing. See, when we read in the book, of Nehemiah, listen, we learned, we, we learned that, we, we learned that they all came together in one place. Didn't we, didn't we see it? And they, they all came together in one place. They was, this is how attentive they were. So no matter what was going on in the environment, it didn't stop them from receiving. Now, they, they, why they came together in one place? It was the Feast of Trumpets, <clears throat> right? Uh, uh, they were brought in by that uh, shofar sound. They came ready to receive and hear. But to, in our world today, for example, we have interference. Uh, for example, like construction noises maybe outside our windows. Or you may hear, uh, uh, while we're in our homes, you may hear airplanes flying over our head. You may hear uh, loud music from a cars passing by. For example, last Sunday, you may have heard an alarm go off in a car. An interference noise, these are physical noise that will interfere our hearing from the word or from what's being taught. Huh? So we have to, on purpose, uh, reduce the noise. Um, you may have to close your window. You may have to um, um, put your phone on airplane to where airplane mode to where you can't get no interference of calls. You calling in? Someone was calling in to the Bible class lesson, and every time you get in on the Bible class lesson, you get a beep beep beep. Somebody them deepen in, and then you switch over. Interference, physical noise, physical noise. Uh, you may you you may uh, be in the house, hold to where somebody may be uh, in the next room. They may have a lot of music on, or they may have a lot of conversation going on. So you on purpose uh, uh, to 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 reduce that. You may have to uh, uh, go to the next room or on purpose uh, do something different. 
Let them know I'm having a, this study that the physical noise, you may have to change to a new location so you can hear that we can't have the physical noise as a reason why we cannot get and hear the word of God. The next noise is a psychological noise. This noise consists of distractions to a speaker's message caused by a one that uh, internal, having internal thoughts, internal thoughts. For example, uh, you, you may be pre, you yourself, the listener, uh, you may be preoccupied with personal problems. What? psychological noise looks like. So it is difficult uh, to give you a, to give your full attention to understanding and hearing the message and the meaning of the message because you're focused on, you are focused on um, the psychological uh, distractions of what's going on. You may, you, you may just get into it with your boss. Uh, the night before gathering together for worship for a church, and you have on your mind uh, the stress of, of work. This is psychological noise that could interfere with your hearing. Uh, you may have a relational problems with your husband or with your significant other that has your mind psychologically tore up hmm, that will interfere. Uh, with you being able to hear the word of God. The presence, or, or it could be the presence of another person uh, um, that you may, that is actually delivering the word. Uh, you you may have gotten into it with uh, the person that de- that is delivering the word, and that may be an interference with being able to hear it because psychologically, you thinking about uh, the disagreement that you had prior to uh, the teacher giving the word. Mm-hmm. So uh, even this, uh, these type of noise, it can draw your attention away from the message. But see, there's nothing more powerful in the spirit of God that lives in us. This is how we are the sons of God. So even the psychological noise got to shut down. You can command. We've been given delegated authority to command. Shut that man down. That's a little subjection. Because that's fuss. Uh, these problems that I have, I'm going to give them over to God. I'm going to get this word so I can, I can be stable in my mind. The next noise, physiological noise. This noise consists of distractions to a speaker's message called by by the listener's own body. Hear me out. Physiological noise. For example, maybe you're listening to a message. Uh, say, say, say in the classroom. Say you in the classroom and uh, you are listening to a speech in the classroom. And you haven't any, uh, you, you, you haven't eaten anything. And your stomach gets, is the growling. Man. The stomach's growling and, and, 
this will cause distraction from being able to to um, receive a message. Uh, the teacher may be teaching, but now that you hear the noise of your stomach growling, your attention has went over to that cupcake that you have in your backpack or those hot fries that you have in your backpack. Uh, say that we're in another example. We're in a building, uh, a church building, and you're in early Sunday morning. You're in Sunday school, and you just made it to Sunday school. You didn't go to work. Uh, you, you you didn't go to work, but you made it to Sunday school. You didn't get to eat breakfast because it's early. And your stomach's growling, and the Sunday school teacher trying to teach it, teach the word. Or, or you know that service you're going to. Um, uh, you, you're going to have dinner after church. So the preacher is preaching the word of God and you, you, and your stomach is growling. No longer is your attention on the word, but you're more focused on that fried chicken you smell. You're more focused on, oh, what, what it's going to taste like, what you wish you had, the restaurant you're going to go to when you leave. See, physiological noise. Maybe you're in an area where where the room is cold and you're thinking more about how to keep warm. Oh, it's cold in here. You can't even receive the message because you can't agree on the temperature in the church. I'm just saying it. No, seriously. This is a physiological noise. You can easily pull down and get that mind right. In either one of these cases, your body can distract you. Your own personal body can distract you from attending to the information being presented. You may have a migraine headache. Time for the hearing of the word of God. You are more focused on that migraine and the headache than receiving the word. Physiological noise. Last one, semantic noise. And I'm just giving you some of the things to be aware of why you need why you need to be hearing the word. Don't no longer let it be a distraction. Don't let people distract you from getting the word. You gotta cut that out. We got to get it. It's it's all it's for your own good. You you the one who's towed up. If I can't get the word on a regular basis, my mind is not right. Uh, uh, I'm unstable. In order for you to get some stability in, in your overall world, your overall life, you 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 have to get this word of God, and you can use these five ways to get it. To have balance. You don't want to be stable, unstable in all your ways, not in all of them. You don't want to be unstable. He's a, you don't want that. Uh-uh, no, we don't want that. The last noise, semantic noise. This occurs when a receiver or when the listener receives confusion over the meaning of a sources of the word. The words are the choice of words used. While you are attempting to understand a particular word 
that the speaker said, uh, your distraction is gone. The speaker continues to present the message, and you stuck on just one word. Huh? While you are struggling with a word interpretation, you are distracted by listening to the rest of the message. Ain't that something? Semantic noise. For example, one of the authors uh, uh, was listening to a speaker who mentioned using a sweeper to clean. He mentioned using a sweeper to clean a carpet. So he was confused. Uh, why was he confused? Because he said a sweeper. So they got confused, constantly thinking, how in the world am I going to sweep this carpet with a broom? See that one word, sweeper. He was referring to a vacuum cleaner, but he called it a sweeper. Sometimes we, our generations, have so many different Word choices that we uh, will sometimes get lost, not really fully understanding what they are talking about because they get salty. Oh, salty. They have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, they may say to their parents, this food slaps. Well, what you talking about? No, the, the choice of words used can be a distraction because a person can literally be thrown off and be stuck on that. This is just how this is just how it is. But you know. All of these ways of noises, whether it's uh, semantic noise, physiological noise, physical or psychological noise, it's just noise. It's just a distraction from hearing. If you are aware of the distraction, you can prepare yourself before time, just like in the book of Nehemiah. First day of the seventh month, feast of trumpets, the blowing of the shofar, the Sabbath day of assembly. They prepared themselves because they knew the day, the time, and they came with one accord. Prepare yourselves to hear. You know you got two days during the week. We got two days, Wednesday and Sunday, two days. We know this. Wednesday at 6.30, Sundays at 11.30. Prepare. Get ready. If you got to move to a different location to get it, do it. Shut down the noise, do it. If you know you can't get it on that time, you know you have to, okay, make preparation. Get it, get it through the conference call or through the through the podcast. Uh, uh, 
I can text you the information, the word. I'm just saying what pursuing word has, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has helped us to be a help to the people. We're doing, we're doing the best that we can. Elder's doing the best he can. He, he, he puts 110% into the teaching of the word. You, if, if you are listening to the, to the taught word, you can literally feel the energy he has through the phone, his passion that he has in teaching other words. So we have the ability to get it. We, it has been made uh, available for you and for me. We, we, we try to, 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 to give it the way he gives it to us. We have to make ourselves available to the spirit to receive the word so that we can deliver the word. Even we have to go through these same areas of hearing that we're, we're, we're trying to give to you to receive. But not just Wednesday and Sunday should you be getting it. You should make it your responsibility. You're grown now. You're no longer on infamil. No, 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 no. We're no longer having uh, bottles of food, baby bottles of uh, uh, food, our, our food smashed up. Uh-uh, not a pursuing word. You got enough of that last year. You had your food all smashed up so that you can swallow it easy. Huh? Because you, you that are still hanging on, you desire the sincere milk of the world. You are babe. You're no longer babies. Take the pacifiers out your mouth. The bills got to come off your neck. It's your responsibility to get the word of God. We, we search out your own salvation and do it with fear and trembling. Hmm? You got to get it for you. So you won't be double-minded and unstable and all your, the, 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 the enemy won't mess your mind up with schizophrenia and all this uh, bipolarism. We, we, the saints of God, we'll be in peace because we got his word. Hey, glory. We can kill his word. We need to hear, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the spirit has to say. Don't just wait till Wednesday and Sunday. You need it. Seven days a week daily. Get your daily bread. Uh, if you ain't fasting, you know how important it is when you get your nourishment of, uh, of food, don't you? So keep going without water and food. See how uh, poor you get. And how you ain't going to be able to uh, uh, walk or nothing because you'll be over, laid out, laid over. That's how we are spiritually if we ain't getting the word, laid down, laid over. You got to build yourself up. You're no longer babes, saints. Father God, we bless you. We really appreciate you for the truth of your word. We will hear it. We understand, Lord, that we are blessed to hear your word, and we will observe it. 
We understand today that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So we intend on hearing, listening, not just Wednesday, not just Sunday, but we'll do it faithfully Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll do it. We'll do it, not just moon day, not just Sabbath day, not just Mercury, no. We'll do it every day. We are blessed to be in your presence. We are blessed with fine teachers, glory, fine ministers that deliver your word. We embrace it today. Open up our hearing, so much so that we'll obey, because we love you. Bless your people, everyone that's on the line. Whatever they need, God, pertaining to life and godliness, give it to them, I ask, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, for being our sovereign, our rule. You are Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. We rest in peace in Jesus' name until we meet again on Wednesday. God bless you and may he keep you. Have a blessed day. Hear it.